The millennial mom is a master of juggling, up on all the trends, and totally exhausted, expected to be a superwoman as the bare minimum. So who is this modern mother, on screen and in real life? She's balancing a lot. The millennial mom is more likely to be in the workplace and to have lots of demands on her in addition to basic mom tasks. I don't want to be just a mom. I want a career. I want a life. I want to be seen as a person. But this means she's working at least two full-time jobs, because stats show that even working moms today spend more time with their kids than previous generations of stay-at-home moms ever used to. Even so, she feels guilty. Half of U.S. moms say working makes it harder for them to be good parents. She's more likely to be single. Single moms used to carry an unfair stigma, but a 2016 census revealed there were more single or unmarried moms than ever. You sure that's it? You can order more. I told you anything you want. I actually want extra bacon. She has fewer kids, so more time to obsess about how she's raising each one. And she's generally nurturing and attentive to her kids' emotions because gentle parenting is in. Listen, you can't smack mommy. It's not very kind. But she's also nervous, shaped by a permanently online culture of anxiety, appearance, and parenting as achievement. No, baby, no, baby girl, no! <laughs> you have completely spiked their blood sugar, love. Most strikingly, compared to generations past, she's a brand. The millennial figure of the shiny momfluencer doesn't choose between work and motherhood. She combines the two. I'm gonna share my zucchini chocolate chip cookie recipe. Your kids will never know they're eating a full serving of veggies. But her rise has established new higher-than-ever standards for the average millennial mom, even when that's not her paying job. Millennial moms have access to more enlightened resources and products than ever, and endless role models for raising their kids any way they might choose. So why do they seem so overwhelmingly stressed out and time-starved? Here's our take on the millennial mom and how today's film and TV portrayals capture an image-obsessed and fear-based parenting culture that's making her life miserable. image of the millennial mom is almost indistinguishable from a quintessential figure of our era, the momfluencer. The runaway popularity of figures like Louise Pentland, Amber Philarup-Clark, Naomi Davis or Taza, and Heather B. Armstrong has led to a generation of non-famous young moms determined to get everything right and make raising kids look beautifully Instagram-worthy in the process. It was pretty difficult to film and be taking care of a newborn, but I tried to do my best to sort of share like the real like hour to hour. At first, Momfluencer culture felt like a gift to many. The internet is teeming with personalities who can offer relatable tips, introduce moms to new parenting approaches that resonate for them, sell products for literally any issue, and open up discussions with other moms who can honestly answer questions for each other. But the irony is many people who follow the momfluencer today have pretty mixed feelings about her, if they're not outright hate-watching. Since this literal two-year-old now has a brand, now has an aesthetic, like, if she breaks from that, her mom is going to lose profit. In 2021, Sarah Peterson wrote an article for Harper's called Momfluencer Content Enrages Me, Why Can't I Look Away? about the way momfluencer content is woefully out of touch with what early motherhood is really like. In 2022, The Guardians, Rhiannon and Lucy Coslett wrote about the inescapable toxic pull of the momfluencer and how the highly curated ideal of these accounts is damaging to the mental health of moms who feel inadequate for not living up to it. You are doing 
one of the hardest jobs in the world, it's likely people are gonna judge you for it no matter how you go about parenting. There's also the important question of whether many momfluencers are even truly good moms or qualified in any way to be dishing out expert-like advice. Today, the first wave of momfluencer kids, so-called Truman babies, are getting older and not all are so happy about being brought up in the public eye. Mommy blogger Christy Tate courted huge controversy when she revealed that she refused her daughter's request to have content written about her taken down. One teenager objected so much to being part of her parents' YouTube channel that she got it demonetized, while others have spoken out on how being turned into content affected their upbringing. As a kid, there was no sense of privacy in the home. So while in recent years, many aspects of momfluencer culture have been assumed to be aspirational, a lot of these ethical and developmental questions are only just starting to get answered. Go like this. No, mom, I'm actually seriously No, I know, but go like this for the video. And it's important to remember that just because someone on Instagram is popular and sounds authoritative doesn't mean their parenting advice is truly proven in the long term. In Snatched from Mommy, it's this perception of the influencer as being a bad mom that makes her a target and leads to her daughter being kidnapped. You're so selfish. Do you ever think of your baby? In 2018's A Simple Favor, Stephanie's cutesy perfect mommy vlog doesn't line up at all with her lonely, less than exciting day-to-day. I have never understood these silly, hurtful divisions between working moms and stay-at-home moms. Honestly, I have found it difficult to make friends with either. And in researching the role, Anna Kendrick talked about finding mommy vloggers creepy because of how artificial the depiction of motherhood seemed. Most centrally, the whole mindset of being too oriented around what's picture-worthy or shareable about your parenting can get in the way of your ability to give your children what they need most, undivided attention. There's growing research on the negative impact that permanently online moms are having on their kids. Erica Christakis writes that while parents are more physically present, than ever before, they're less emotionally attuned. In a sense, the momfluencer grows out of today's achievement-oriented parenting on overdrive and the need to turn every moment into positive feedback that you're doing it right. Today's episode is sponsored by PayPal Honey, every millennial mom's secret shopping weapon. What type of holiday shopper are you? Do you start early or leave it last minute? Whatever your style, you'll always have a promo code at checkout with Honey. It's an amazing shopping tool that finds promo codes at over 30,000 stores without you having to lift a finger and it's 100% free. It's so easy too. I'm currently getting all my gifts and shopping with Honey is saving me so much. I'll be on one of my favorite sites and when I check out, the Honey button simply drops down to ask if I want to apply coupons. If Honey finds a working coupon, the prices literally drop. My sister loves running and I wanted to get her some Bluetooth headphones for Christmas so she could listen to her favorite tracks with ease. Annoyingly, the pair I wanted to get her wasn't discounted on Black Friday. But then I went on the site and Honey found me a 10% voucher, which saved me 15 bucks. She's going to be so happy, and the savings means I can afford to get her a little something extra, too. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on holiday deals. It's free and installs in a few seconds, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting our channel. I'd never recommend something I don't use. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash mytake. That's joinhoney.com slash mytake. Thanks to this video's sponsor, PayPal Honey, the best way to make big savings online. 
So zooming out, do millennial moms just need to relax? The helicopter parenting concept has been around since the 80s. To describe how many millennials themselves were raised with hovering protective parents. And stop being a helicopter mom, you're hovering. But many now complain that millennial parents take this approach to a whole new extreme. As Laura Norkin notes, millennials widely get roasted for being too intense and try hard. But this blaming tone ignores the fear-based online ecosystem and capitalist factors that are constantly pushing millennial parents to worry about everything and telling them they're doing something wrong if they don't. So it doesn't matter how hard you try to be a good mom, there will always be someone out there to tell you otherwise, that you're not a good mom, you're not trying hard enough, and everything under the sun. Alarmist articles highlight the most unlikely freak accidents as risks to fear. Online discussion forums are dominated by self-righteous or paranoid voices. A financially incentivized medical system tests pregnant women for an ever-expanding array of problems before the baby's even here. And every product you can buy is covered with legal disclaimers about why it shouldn't be considered safe for a baby to ever be around. All of this benefits companies who want to sell scared parents on tons of products they don't actually need. You're weird, Alicia, with your homemade diaper bag. Baby Mabel likes her bag. Baby Mabel does not like that bag. She doesn't like anything yet, because she's a baby. But it undermines parents' crucial ability to trust themselves and tap into their own instincts about what's right for their kids. Increasingly, articles today explore whether the atmosphere of fear infecting parents is truly rooted in a deeper economic anxiety, because in our world, financial stability is becoming ever more competitive to achieve. You looks at how the shiny momfluencer and fear-based parenting culture are actually connected through the character of Sherry, who's built her brand on being a perfect mom who has all the answers on how to raise kids. Her blog slash podcast slash brand, Heart-Shaped Mistakes, kill me, is a mecca of humble bragging and superiority, fronting as hard-earned wisdom. But on closer inspection, Sherry's seemingly poised and unflappable perfection comes from a place of fear. She does things like monitor her kids' vital signs via an app, something that ostensibly should give more peace of mind, yet in fact creates more anxiety. Sherry, they're sugar-free. They're sugar and raspberries. We don't want them eat fruit. New mother and serial killer, Love, is openly disdainful of Sherry's fake brand and hardly seems like the kind of person who'd get sucked into that whole culture. Like, I need her approval. It's like he didn't stab her in the eye. Still, immediately after seeing Sherry, Love is infected with seeds of self-doubt, and when she comes home to a messy kitchen and her baby's crying, she lashes out. Just let me do it. Since there's inherently so much anxiety in being a first-time mom, even small signals that you're failing to measure up can be powerful triggers of stress. On film and TV, momfluencer portrayals can capture how the fear-based, perfection-seeking version of this figure is pretty joyless. In Lena Dunham's 2018 series Camping, minor Instagram personality Catherine's obsessive worry and need for control makes her a miserable presence for her child and pretty much everyone else around her. I am the only certified lifeguard present, so please keep an eye on me! Meanwhile, Dunham's more famous show, Girls, explored how cultural anxiety infects women even before motherhood begins. When Hannah tells people she's pregnant in the final season, she's not greeted with congratulations and excitement, but instead with questions about whether or not she'll be any good at it. I'm gonna say this to your face, because no one else will have the guts to. Great. 
You're gonna be a terrible mother. In trying, the millennial mom anxiety is thrown into sharper focus given the more relaxed attitude displayed by a certain type of millennial dad. When the couple is trying to have a child and then adopt, Jason deals with everything calmly. Esther, meanwhile, can be like a coiled spring, constantly expecting failure or worrying about how she'll be as a mother. Jason, we can't get a criminal record. They won't give us a kid. It was in the leaflets. There's a similar dynamic between Haley and Dylan in Modern Family. While she is the frightened expectant mother wrestling with these questions of whether she'll be good, he gets to be the excited puppy dog, eager to throw himself into parenting and see what happens. Why aren't you freaking out? Because this is a good thing. Isn't it? I... I don't know. Certainly today, we have more high-profile examples of dads who take a more detail-oriented, organized, and hands-on approach to parenting. But the reality is still that moms are overwhelmingly doing more of the domestic and childcare work. All this perpetuates long-standing cliches of the mom as the anxious, serious one stuck with the boring jobs, and the dad who has someone else to do the worrying for him as the fun parent swooping in for playtime. Overall, the picture explains why some of the most popular rising mom content on TikTok and YouTube is funny, helping moms relieve their stress through relatable jokes about how hard mom life is, how it's an experience of constant failure and mess, and how hilarious kids actually are if you calm down and enjoy the ride. Don't spend two hours on activity for your two-year-old that they won't give a shit about at all. Give them one of your Amazon boxes. It'll be a two-for-one, something for mom, something for baby. Motherhood used to be seen as the beginning of something, but for some millennials, it feels like an ending, an end of youth, freedom, and any dreams you may have had that now seem incompatible with having a kid. A lot of the anxieties felt by millennial moms are linked to identity. If I'm a mother now, does that mean I can't be something else? Society is telling me that I can and even should, but that feels like another impossible pressure when I have no support and no time. What's the trick to making all this work? I'm trying to stay positive. It's just. Having it all seems a little impossible. <laughs> In Work and Moms, the feeling seems to be that while you can be both a mother and have a job, you also have to be realistic about your limitations and time. When Kate goes back to work as a high-powered PR executive, she's both distracted at work and missing important moments from her child's life. So rather than lying to herself that she can have it all and excel at everything simultaneously, she has to make sacrifices. Yes, this is Kate. Uh, no, I'm not uh, busy at all. For Audrey, in the letdown, it's not so much work that she struggles to return to, but the previous normalcy of her life. Simple things like drinking caffeine or having a social life are now not as available to her as they once were. And that's where her anxiety and frustration stem from. All this is tied up with the reoccurring theme of being confronted with other young mothers who seem far more on top of their motherhood than she is. So again, it feels like the key for the millennial mom relaxing into her full self is to let go of the idealized image that doesn't match the difficult reality. I've done it to express. Then how, how do you know that she's getting her 60 meals with each feed? You must be exhausted, darling. You've never done the pump and dump. The what? A more positive look at the millennial mom experiences comes in Jane the Virgin. Jane's life is changed overnight by the arrival of a child, but she approaches the journey with optimism and positivity. And while she still has to work at balancing her other life with her duties as a mom, she doesn't give up on her dreams and continues to pursue them. We're delighted to inform you that you've been accepted into our graduate 
writing program. And now we're dancing because mommy got into grad school. Rather than being a distraction, her baby becomes an inspiration, another reason to live the life she's always wanted to. Instead of perpetuating the pressures to be a great or perfect mom, perhaps more millennials should focus on being the good enough mom, a term coined by British pediatrician Donald Winnicott all the way back in 1953. Not only does this lower impossible standards for moms, but Winnicott also found it benefits the child, including by helping them shed the initial perception of the mom as faultless. Ultimately, kids absorb what their parents feel and model, and infecting young people with an attitude of constant fear and avoiding mistakes at all costs isn't really the end goal most of today's moms truly want. So maybe cutting herself some slack is the best thing the millennial mom could do for her and her kids. Any way that I think about it, I just get this feeling that this is your baby. This is my baby.